Hey everybody, welcome. This is Mark Mascola. I want to welcome you to the number one positive side of addiction podcast. This is Powerless to Powerful, and I sure am glad you were here. I'm glad to be here as well. Um, Going to jump into a pretty cool topic today. I was uh, shooting a video the other day. Actually, it was yesterday. I was walking around the farm down here, and uh, was uh, me and the dog were on our normal morning walk, watching the sunrise, enjoying uh, all of God's splendor. And uh, I shot a quick video that I posted on my Facebook page that I really talked about uh, about learning to listen to God. And uh, so today, I today's topic on the Powerless to Powerful podcast is the four parts of prayer. And I know you're going to say, what? Mark, what are you talking about? I thought prayer was just, um, you know, telling God I needed something. Uh, you know, prayer, my, your prayer life, I can tell you, um, my prayer life is, is the core pillar in everything that I do. Everything that Ashley and I do, we pray about it. We pray about our relationship. We pray about our finances. Uh, we pray about our physical health. We, we, we pray about our recreation. We pray about our nutrition. I mean, we pray about everything. Pray about our relationships. The core pillar, core, the definition of the word core is a central and most important part of something. And we make the, our prayer life the, the central and most important part of everything that we do. Um. So let me, let me illustrate a, a little story here. I, I heard this years ago. This is, I don't know who I'm going to give credit to. I'm just going to tell you, I didn't come up with this, but, but the simplicity in this and, and the simplicity in this is, is brilliant. So there's uh, it starts raining, right? And, and it rains and rains and rains and, and they forecast a flood. So this, this guy, uh, has a has a river or a creek or something behind his house and the water starts starts rising and he says god i need some help here and uh one of his neighbors was moving some stuff around and rode by and said man you need some help i'll, I'll give you a ride help you move some of the stuff and the guy's answer was no i've prayed about it god's going to take care of me so the water kept coming up kept coming up and all of a sudden you know it's three or four feet deep around his house. He can't get out. He's stuck in the house. The guy comes by on a boat, and they're, they're rescuing people. And, and, and the, guy, the guy in the boat says, man, do you need some help? Jump in. We'll, we'll get you out of here. And the guy in the house says, no, you know, I've prayed about it. I've turned it over to God. Um, God, God, God will take care of me. So the boat went on down and, and was rescuing some other people. So the water kept rising five feet in the house. All of a sudden, the guy's got to crawl out the window and get on a roof, on his roof. And he's sitting there, and a helicopter comes by, and guy yells down, Man, do you need some help? He says, No, man, I've prayed about it. God, God's going to protect me. I'm good. So the helicopter flies off. Water keeps running. House crumbles. Guy drowns. And you may have heard the story. So, guy makes it to heaven, and he says to God, he said, man, I, why didn't you help me? I prayed. And what was God's answer? Well, I sent you a guy in a truck, I sent you a guy in a boat, and I sent you a guy in a helicopter. 
You think about that for a second. So, when I talk about there are four parts to prayer, right? The, the, the part that we're all really, really good at is the first part, the ask part. Uh, let me put both of my hands in the air and say, man, I, I have been, I've been the guy that, that does the foxhole prayer, right? God, help me out of this situation. God, if, if, if you only help me this one time, I'll never do this again. God, oh God, help me. Right? I mean, we all get there. I did it in in my addiction. And, you know, 22 years in recovery, I, I do it in recovery. God help me. The second part of prayer is the, tu- is the tougher part. It's the part where you have to learn to listen. I remember when I was in treatment. Uh, back in 1999, my uh, my counselor at the time had me, uh, one of the assignments that I had to do, had me go to uh, the chapel there on the campus where I went to, to treatment. And he said, now I want you to go over there uh, tonight after lights out. And he said, I'll tell the night counselors it's okay for you to be in the chapel. He said, but I want you to write down the 10 attributes of the man you aspire to be. And uh, he said, and here's what's going to happen. You're not going to write down all 10 at one time. What I want you to do is when you get stuck, I want you to listen to God. And he said, this isn't about you asking God for anything. This is about you learning to listen. You've been asking God for too much for too long. Learn to listen. And so I did that. I don't know whether I was in the chapel 30 minutes or three hours, but, you know, when I got stuck on those 10 attributes of the man that I aspired to be, I would sit still and listen to God. And that, I mean, that little, uh, that was, you know, I was 35 years old. That was really my first go at meditation, quieting my mind to the world around me and learning to listen for God's message. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, just because I'll sit quietly today doesn't mean that I get the answer that I'm looking for, that I prayed for right away, right? I mean, where do we get the answers? Learning to discern God's message, um, learning to listen for and discern God's message is, is, it can be challenging, and it's something that that I know that I have to learn to do. I know any of us who have uh, uh, gone through addiction and recovery. I mean, you remember the the three a.m. terrors, right? You know, I wake up at three a.m. Oh God, what's what's going on here? You know, and your mind's running with a million things going on. And I realized I learned early in my recovery that that's the time when I was alone, and there were messages that I needed to discern about things that I had prayed for, and sometimes those messages showed up as a knowing. And so now, you know, I sleep a lot more peacefully now than I did you know, a couple of decades ago when I got into recovery, but th- I mean, there are still times when I wake up 
you know, one o'clock, two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. And, and I always ask right away, God, is there something I need to listen to? You know, one of the, maybe sometime in the not too distant future, I will, uh, uh, I did a training several years ago on the the conscious and the subconscious mind and, and how, how your brain works when you sleep. But, you know, know that, you know, we get all this crazy stuff going on in our lives. I, I know all the hats that we have to wear, you know, from our careers to our relationships to, you know, all the crazy stuff going on in the world today. Um, our, our conscious mind just absolutely runs wide open all the time. And, and when we learn to, to calm our conscious mind, our subconscious mind is what heals our bodies while we sleep. That's the mind where, where we choose to rest when, when we make it to that rapid eye movement sleep. And, and that's when, when our body is, it rebuilds itself. But I know for me, learning to listen to God's message, sometimes I get it as an internal knowing when, when, I'm, when I'm in that, that sleep spot or, you know, it's an int- now I've kind of developed, uh, and not to sound off the wall crazy, but, um, you know, I, I learned to listen for God's message in a lot of places, right? There's the internal knowing, there's the... God works through other people. You know, if I pray for something, a lot of times the actions or the thoughts or the conversations of somebody else is where I get the answer, right? It, it isn't about God saying, oh, Mark, do this. God, God has other, has, has, God works through people. And if you haven't figured that out yet, stick around long enough in your recovery till you till you learn that that's that's a reality and in part of part of this learning to discern God's message is learning to hear what I need to hear versus what I want to hear that's why it's so hard because we allow what we Okay, so let me say this clearly. We allow what we want to hear to drown out what we need to hear. Think about that for a second. You know, when when we do that third step and we turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understand Him, that's how the step reads, and then you know, people that I work through, people that go through our Power 12 program, I help them understand that you know, turning our, our will and our life over to the God that we understand is great. But the God that that I understand is sometimes not the God that I need to listen to. Right? Because the God that I understand may be me trying to direct what I want to hear is my response to a prayer versus what, what I what I need to hear, what I need to hear. So there is a God that of my understanding, and then there is a God that's beyond my understanding. The God that beyond in the, the way I know that is because 
there are things that happen that I don't control. The sun comes up every day. The God beyond my understanding makes that happen. The day ends and the sun goes down. The God beyond my understanding makes that happen. So, you know, when, when you learn to listen as the second part of prayer, learn to listen and discern God's message, understand that there is the God that you will come to know, and then there will there is the God that you will know only in the knowing that you don't understand fully the whole deal, right? I I tell people all the time, I was telling somebody this morning, you know, there we, we all like to be the, the, the master of our own puzzle called life, right? Let's figure out what the pieces are, figure out what we want the puzzle to look like, figure out what the pieces are and put the puzzle together. Well, there, there is a master puzzle builder who is God, right? My, my puzzle called life and your puzzle called life are part of the master puzzle. So learning to discern God's message from what I really want to hear to what I really need to hear. So that's parts one and two. Part one is the ask. Part two is the listen. So let's talk about three and four. Uh, Before I do, um, let me tell you, jump over, spend some time today, jump over to to www.powerlesstopowerful.com. Go take that core strengths test. Man, that thing is just so awesome. If I was to give somebody one gift that would strengthen their recovery, it would be an opportunity to go find out what their core strengths are. Oh, I am going to give you a gift for your recovery. It's free. Go take that core strengths test. www.powerlesstopowerful.com. There's all kinds of other stuff on that page. You know, if you want to connect and do a free action plan session, we can do that. Just connect with me. All of my contact information is there. Uh, we're here to help. We're here to serve. You know, plenty of things we do, we do for free. There's plenty of stuff we charge for as well. So um, so let's get on to the third part of prayer. Again, part one is to ask. Part two is to listen. The third part of prayer is the action plan, the action part. Get going on what you heard. Get going on what you heard, adjust your plan as necessary, and persist without exception. Here, here's a really simple analogy, right? And, and I told it when I told the story of the guy praying to God for help from the flood, right? God sent the guy the truck. What was the guy's answer to the prayer? He just needed to get in. He sent the guy the boat, right? What was the answer to the prayer? The guy just needed to get in the boat or get in the helicopter. There is an action part of prayer that when you discern what the message is, you got man, you got to get into action. I want better relationships. God help me with my relationship with my wife or my kids. Okay. So if I'm going to sit and listen to God and then I go sit my butt on the couch and don't do anything about what it takes to strengthen my relationships, the prayer never works. 
Simple analogy I use all the time. If you're going to pray to win the lottery, you better go buy a lottery ticket. Ask, listen, get yourself into action. And then don't give up on the actions required. Right? Sometimes the action is not a simple, oh, that's what it is. I'll go do one thing. Maybe the action is part of an action plan. You heard me just mention a second ago. uh, Action plan sessions. You know, find somebody to help you. um, If you need help with this, discern God's message and then put together an action plan. Maybe the, the, the response to the prayer and the prayer being answered is about you doing a handful of things or doing things for years before that prayer is answered. The action plan part, be willing to adjust, pivot when necessary, and then persist without exception. A lot of, reason, a lot of the reason that prayers don't get answered is people give up on the action part. Think about people that pray to get clean and sober. All of the information that has been available to me for the last 22 plus years to be successful in my recovery is available to anyone. It's available to you. Can I help you shorten your learning curve to get there? Absolutely. But when I said the prayer about clean and sober... I've taken the actions for 22 years to stay that way. There are a lot of people who pray to get clean and sober who don't take the actions for two weeks. Hell, two weeks, they don't take the actions for two hours. Think about that. If you're struggling with your recovery, look around at the people who are successful. The same things that they're doing are available to you. Again, if I can help, find me, uh, Mark Mascola, at www.powerlesstopowerful.com. Or, you know, find me on, I'm on all kinds of social media stuff. Find me on my Facebook page. I put all kinds of stuff up there um, and and more about where I'm going to be. Posting a lot of a lot of resources to help people really strengthen their recovery, supercharge their life because of their recovery. So those are the first three parts: ask, listen, and then get your butt into action. What's the fourth part? Fourth part: is just be grateful. Being grateful opens up more to be grateful for. You know, there was a Garth Brooks song that he sang years ago talked about being grateful for for unanswered prayers. Man, there's a whole lot of stuff I've prayed for over the years that the answer to the prayer wasn't the answer what I thought the answer to the prayer was going to be. People who have been removed from my life, changed relationships, changed business opportunities, changed fill in the blank. Man, I, I 
I'm grateful for the answers to my prayers that are sometimes unanswered prayers. So, four parts of prayer. And they're all vitally important. You'll never get what you don't ask for. You'll never hear if you don't choose to listen and discern. You'll never get without getting into action. And man, you sure limit your effectiveness when you're not grateful. So, again, check out everything we got going on. www.powerlesstopowerful.com Let us know if we can help you in any way. And uh, that is the end of... uh, of today's episode, the four parts of prayer. Ask, listen, act, and then be grateful. Go take that core strengths test at powerlesstopowerful.com. Man, I can promise you, it will uh, it will change your existence. So, uh, this is Mark Mascola signing off from the number one positive side of addiction podcast, Powerless to Powerful. Make it a great day wherever you are. You absolutely deserve it. Bye for now.